Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Friday, March 18th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. On my last podcast, I talked about a concept called learned helplessness, which in the context of becoming reliant on technology to give us data and information and answers for ourselves, we become mentally lazy, and that mental laziness is a, is a form of what is now actually termed learned helplessness. But today in this podcast, I want to talk to you about something much more dangerous than learned helplessness, and that is deliberately being conditioned not to think for yourself. For a very long time, I'm going to say probably the last two to three decades we have become increasingly reliant upon experts, experts in every field. Every field gets more narrow in what people specialize in and what their expertise is. And as a result, we become increasingly more fragmented and reliant upon those slices, if you would, of expertise. So a couple of examples of things that have happened recently. They make the point about the danger of relying on experts. This week, the New York Times, not in a headline, but buried somewhere inside of an existing article, acknowledged that the Hunter Biden laptop alleged Russian disinformation scandal, if you were, was in fact not Russian disinformation, that the laptop was in fact real, that it did belong to Hunter Biden, and that the emails contained in it and the allegations made about the content of those emails once they had been analyzed, once they had been extracted from the email by various people were in fact true. So that monies received by Hunter Biden from Ukraine, from China, These were all true and verifiable transactions that by nature of the content of the emails themselves involve the president of the United States in those transactions. Well, it's very late to the party for the New York Times to be admitting that, to be acknowledging that what the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in the United States, was censured for, was removed from Twitter for, was castigated for, writing the story originally, breaking the story about Hunter Biden laptop. The New York Post was smeared and slammed everywhere from Jen Psaki, to all of the mainstream media outlets that said it was disgraceful, that it had nothing to do with the truth, and that it was all Russian disinformation. Turns out the Post was right. But I want to make my point about experts. In the last debate between former President Trump and candidate Biden, former President Trump, at the time President Trump, raised the issue of the laptop. And Joe Biden's response was not that it wasn't true, 
Not that it wasn't Hunter's laptop, not that the contents of the emails weren't true, but that 55 military and former CIA, FBI, whatever, military and intelligence personnel indicated that it was Russian disinformation. In hindsight, that isn't even what was true at the moment. What was true at the moment was that those 55 people had said that they didn't have any proof that it was Russian disinformation. And Biden used that and twisted it around to give the viewing and the listening audience to that last debate the impression that you could rely on these people like James Clapper and others in the intelligence community and former generals and and then I think current generals, you could rely on these people. You could rely on their expertise in ferreting out disinformation and misinformation from foreign adversaries, that you could rely on their commitment to their oaths that they take for their offices and that we could rely on them for the truth. And a great many people did. Enough people that post-election, when interviewed, 16% of people who voted for Biden said that if they had known the story about the laptop was true, it would have affected their vote. Well, 16% was enough to have turned that election around. But that's not the only point I want to make. I'm not here to just talk about Biden and talk about Trump. Joe Rogan, who has the most popular podcast in the world was similarly castigated and similarly defamed, as it were, for saying that he took ivermectin when he got COVID. Now, in response to what he said on air, it was released that a statement by 122 medical experts, all made to be sound as if they were doctors, which they were not, Most of them were low-level researchers or people in medicine who were not physicians, and it was nothing more than their opinions that ivermectin was a horse dewormer and had absolutely no positive effect or bearing on COVID, and that proposing that it did was a danger to the population in general. Now, most recently, when asked about current methods of dealing with COVID and potential future outbreaks, I myself the other day listened to Jen Psaki say that, well, the the administration has all of these tools in their kit, meaning, and she specifically said, monoclonal antibodies and therapeutics. She said that as if that was okay all along. Well, guess what? Monoclonal antibodies is what Governor DeSantis in Florida stepped out front and center to try to use and did use on Floridians to huge success until the Biden administration bought up all of the available monoclonal antibodies that were that would have otherwise been available to Florida and other states and began to ration them out to where the administration wanted them to go and none to the state of Florida, none to the state of Texas. How come all of a sudden, without any transition, without any acknowledgement of the benefits of ivermectin and the benefits of therapeutics of which or rather the benefits of monoclonal antibodies and the benefits of therapeutics of which ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and vitamin D3 and zinc are all in that category of therapeutics, how come suddenly 
This administration gets to claim that information as if they were behind it all the time, or as if it isn't shocking to suddenly shift from condemning it all and calling it fake news and calling it a danger to the general public to advocating for it as being in their toolbox. But let me segue to green energy. Because environmental experts, not only have they been telling us for at least 30 years that we have 10 years left, we have 12 years left, we have 15 years left, Bernie Sanders said if we don't do something, AOC says if we don't do something. And like the kinds of people who prophesize the end of the world and it doesn't happen, all of these predictions about the earth being destroyed and humanity being wiped out by dates certain if we don't completely go to green energy... Those dates have passed as well. Al Gore's predictions, Bernie Sanders' predictions, AOC's prediction may still be out there, but I think it's 2025 or 2027, whatever it is, we'll still be here. We'll still be here. And their call for green energy ignores the fact that 60% of the energy in the United States currently is based on fossil fuels and natural gas. We can't go from natural gas and fossil fuels to green energy unless we have a transition. We don't have the green energy yet in order to go full green energy. We're 60% fossil fuel and natural gas with a remainder of some nuclear and then a small percentage of green. I heard a great analogy. And the analogy is expecting us right now to go from combustion engine vehicles to all electric overnight would be like asking us to stop flying in airplanes because we're going to be able to teleport at some point in the future. We may, but we're not ready to teleport. We don't know the technology for teleportation. And so where would we be if we gave up airplanes before we knew how to teleport? Well, You can't give up the combustion engine if you don't have the means to produce, maintain, and sustain electric vehicles. So going green for the sake of going green is a death sentence unless you have the means to do that. And we don't at the moment. And by the way, this administration has stopped the XL pipeline, has stopped our energy independence. And when they talk about the 20 or 200, I forget how they are, how many there are leases that they say are out there and they're trying to blame or permits for drilling that they're trying to say the oil companies aren't using. They know that that's a false narrative because those permits are only the opportunity to down the road, hopefully find oil in those locations. It doesn't mean the people who hold those permits can go out tomorrow and strike oil and voila, we'll be energy independent again. They've made us energy dependent on Russia and Iran and God help us Venezuela. And so... They say that it's okay that we should stop all of that reliance, even though countries like China and other countries around the world are continuing to produce mass amounts of pollution in the air from their own coal and gas excavations. If we are so ready to be green, then how come this week in California, the same experts put out a caution that if you live in California and you're driving an electric car, they've asked you not to charge during peak 
hours of usage they, not to charge your battery. Why? Well, the batteries are charged through electricity. Hello? And if just charging the batteries of just the electric cars that are in California is a stressor on the system to the extent that it could crash the electric system in California, then how in the world is the nation in every aspect of its existence supposed to suddenly become green? You know, where do people think the energy to charge the batteries comes from? It doesn't come from a magic box in the wall that isn't going anywhere or isn't receiving anything. They're charged through electricity, which is coal-based in its origin. Why this rant? Well, it's because yesterday a friend of mine sent me a link. And when I clicked on the link on Rumble, it was to a short video by a QAnon member, allegedly right-wing extremist, fascist, whatever, terrorist organization. And I watched the video and it was this, I guess he was in his late thirties, a dad, had three children, I believe. I don't know what state he was in, but he said he was making the video because he was absolutely floored by what had just happened to him earlier in the day. And what happened to him was that, and he told this story with great emotion, great sincerity, that what happened to him was there were, his dog began to bark like crazy and he looked out the front door and five vehicles had pulled up in his driveway, all black. Two were black SUVs. The other three were regular uh, four-door sedans. And a bunch of men got out and came to his door and he opened the door. He asked them who they were and they identified themselves as from the federal government. And he didn't believe them. So he asked for ID. Two of the men showed him FBI identification at which point he began to talk with them. And they told him that he was being observed. He was being obser observed by the intelligence community, by home, whether it was Homeland Security or it was the FBI or part of our intelligence community. For all I know, it's the task force on domestic terror. And he got a little nervous. He asked what for, and they said they were aware that he had certain political leanings or he had certain opinions, and they wanted him to know that they were aware of him, and they had him under observation, and they had everyone he knows under observation, everyone he communicates with by email or phone, his family under observation, and he got very nervous, and at one point, he just said to them, I want to ask you a question. Who's the president of the United States? And one of the alleged FBI men said, the president of the United States is Donald J. Trump. At which point, this guy was bowled over and his impression, what he was communicating on the video, was that these were working for the president of the United States. And the president of the United States is Donald J. Trump, according to them. Now, there is a belief among that community and among many of the community who felt that the election had been stolen, that there is some underground or not visible action being taken within this country that will reestablish a legitimate government. I don't want to go there because that's not my intention. My intention is to talk about this video. And the reason is this, when you finish watching it, 
this man is very convincing. He's, he tears up at one or two points in the video because he's so knocked over by this experience. They tell him before they leave that in the next three months, he'll see some effects of what is implied is going on behind the scenes. The person who sent me the link to the video put a note in the email that said, here's a really good video and it's inspirational and, and gives hope. Well, I know what he meant because he's politically right and I'm conservative. He meant that, you know, this apparent nightmare of the Biden administration is either soon to be over or there's a backbench effort that will eventually turn this around. But when I thought about the video, the first two things that came to my mind, because I'm a lawyer and a former private investigator, number one, what if those IDs were fake? And number two, what if they weren't fake? But what if, because he is QAnon and because he is right wing, what if this is a sting? Just like with happened with Governor Whitmer and the attempted assassination, just like what it appears in the, in the book, January 6th, an incredibly detailed hour by hour, sometimes minute by minute accumulation of the actual information, data, phone records, whatever, firsthand accounts of what happened on January 6th and the potential involvement of our own FBI in that January 6th event, hyping it up and causing it to be as violent as it was. Maybe this is that. Maybe this is a sting. They come there. They know he's a Trumper. They know that they need to get on his side because they want to involve him in something they can later prosecute him for, which seems to be what happened in the Governor Whitmer attempted assassination plot that was definitely put together by the FBI. And so as convincing as that video was, I immediately saw two potential problems with it. Now, why the whole explanation? It's because we are living in a time when you cannot believe what you see and you cannot believe what you hear. You cannot believe your own eyes and you cannot believe your own ears. There is so much deception. You know, I've talked about it before. On, on one level, we're in an intensely spiritual war. Whether we're in World War III or not, we're in a spiritual war. A war between truth and not fiction, a war between truth and manipulation, a war between the powers of good. And if you believe in evil, the powers of evil, if you don't believe in evil, then let's just call it the powers that misuse energy to a spectacular degree to the benefit of the few at the cost of the many wordy, but I think it makes the point. That's what we're in right now. So if you can't believe your eyes and you can't believe your ears, what can you believe? Well, I would say this, there is information. There are ways of communicating on frequencies we can't hear and we can't see. Dolphins hear things and communicate on a frequency we don't necessarily understand and can't understand, but they can communicate with one another. Dogs hear frequencies we can't hear. Radio frequencies travel in a way that we don't hear with our ears, but they communicate information from point A to point B. What you need is a sender and a receiver. You need a transmitter and you need a receiver. Whether you believe in God or whether you believe in a greater intelligence in the sky or whether you believe in aliens or whether you believe in some other life form, whatever you think 
is the wisdom and intelligence behind the universe. That intelligence that created everything we see in the physical world, everything that works miraculously in the human body, everything that works miraculously in nature, is broadcasting all the time, keeping it all going and more. But in order to get the information, you need to be a receiver. And how do you become a receiver yourself? Because this is going to be the only way you're going to be able to know what's real and what's not. You cannot trust the airwaves. You cannot trust the print media. You cannot trust mainstream media in any way, shape, or form. That has become incredibly clear. And if it's not clear to you, you're definitely asleep or in a coma. The only way you're going to become a receiver yourself in order to gain access to guidance, whether you believe it's divine guidance, super intelligence, or aliens, I don't really care, is to sit still long enough and be quiet enough to be able to receive in a non-auditory, non-visual way, whether you call it your gut, whether you call it knowing in your heart, or whether you call it intuition, whatever that means to you. Your only and best way of discerning truth from manipulation now is internal. You will not get reliable information externally. The odds are very low because right now it is impossible to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. I wouldn't even attempt to categorize who Vladimir Zelensky is at this time because again, we know him through media and we know him through image. I have talked about him in prior podcasts and I want to believe that he's doing the right thing for the right reason. I want to believe he's a heroic figure. Regardless of who he is, my pain is for the Ukrainian people. My pain is always for the average person who is simply a pawn in a much bigger game played by a very few, again, at the cost of the very many. So please, whether you just sit still in a room by yourself quietly, whether you have a traditional and regular form of meditation that you call your own, whatever way you do it, go within, check within, trust within, trust in a connection higher than to anything external to you. And that connection will show up for you. And when it does, trust the information that you get. It will always steer you in the right direction. And the way you know that it's true is that it will never tell you to harm yourself or anyone else unless it's in a moment of self-defense. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Monday. And until I am, please, please, please think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.